Welcome to Head to Go Pod, a podcast where sharing what I wish I knew earlier helps us get out of our heads, take up space, and breathe just a little bit easier. I'm your host, Jennifer, and that's what all ease. And in this episode, we're talking about deciding what we're talking about. Well, that's a fun riddle. <laughs> we're talking about deciding what we're talking about. <laughs> Honestly, why does my brain do this? Make everything more complicated than it needs to be. I mean, I'm not apologizing. I love that my brain works this way. But still, why can't I just say the thing that I need to say? <laughs> and honestly, it's probably because I'm not always sure what the thing is at the beginning. <laughs> I'm the kind of person who needs to think about something for a long time before I trust my own answer. Or even listen to other people share their thoughts about it and see if anything changes for me before I trust my own answer. I usually don't know what I'm talking about until I'm talking about it. And I don't mean that just for this podcast. I mean in general. I don't know what I'm doing until I'm doing it. Does that mean that I'm not prepared? Not at all. I'm heady. Of course I'm prepared. <laughs> I'm too prepared. I have a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J. A backup for my backup. If this doesn't work, I'll do this. Okay. And if that doesn't work, I'll do that. And if they respond this way, I'll respond this way. It's where us anxious types thrive. Being prepared. <laughs> what I'm saying is that's all theory, right? The preparedness and the plans. They may work out. Awesome. Love when that happens. Or they may not happen at all like we planned. But there are some things that I can't really do or plan for until I figure out what it is that I'm talking about. Something that made me realize that has been my conversation about healing. Even my processing here on this podcast. I've read about healing for years. I've thought about healing for years. I've talked about it out loud for, well, not years, maybe a year or months. <laughs> but coming back from Bali, I realized I never really defined what it was for me or what it looked like for me. I was talking about something that I didn't know what I was talking about. How can I work towards something without defining what it is? That's like asking a child, what do you want as a birthday gift? They say, I want something very specific. And it will be the best gift that anybody could ever give me. And when you say, great, awesome, anything, what is it? And they respond back with, I don't know what it is. <laughs> what? Now you're walking through the store or scrolling on Amazon, knowing there's this amazing gift out there for this person, but anything you get won't live up to that. But no one knows what that thing is. I really do hope that you're getting this analogy because it just gave me goosebumps. <laughs> I've been learning about and wanting healing for so long. I have an idea of what it means or looks like, but I never thought, 
what would it look like if I had the thing I wanted? Not somebody else's healing. Sure, no person is perfect, but I think I've somehow come to believe I'd be healed when I was perfect. There was no thing that I didn't like about myself or that others didn't like about me. That would be my healing. Like, girl, that's not healed. That's a trauma response too. And it's called being a robot. (laughs) Healing old and new traumas is such a nuanced thing. First, it's identifying what they are for you. Because two people can experience the same exact event, but have two very different responses to it over time. It's one of the most important things I've learned about trauma. It's not just the event itself, but it includes the support and the thinking that comes after. That's why when someone is mentioning healing from trauma, it could be something like domestic violence or abuse. It could also be something like they were ignored or they had overly critical caregivers or something new in their life happened that's impacted how they see themselves or how they see the world and they lost trust in it. I used to feel guilty for still feeling small in this world when I saw motivational speakers who have experienced the most horrible, abusive acts towards them. Or even, there's this one guy, you could probably find him if you look him up on the internet. I think he's like an inspirational speaker. He's a man with no legs or arms. I don't remember his story, but I remember thinking to myself when I saw an image of him, he's on stage, no arms, no legs, talking about his wife and his kids and his family and the career he has traveling and speaking with people across the world and the purpose that he has on his life. All great, all amazing. But here I am thinking, girl, you have all your limbs and anything that happened to you didn't happen to you. Like no one physically hurt you. And even so, it all happened like 30 years ago. Like what is wrong with you? Right? But again, trauma is not the event. It's the response, the support, and the thinking that comes after it. If you feel like you have trauma to resolve, please do not shame yourself for thinking others are healed quicker with less impactful trauma. Everybody's trauma is impactful to them. Remember my lesson from Bali? Guilt will keep you stuck. But yeah, helping that child define the gift that they want. First, Defining healing is different for everyone. It has to be. We're different people, different experiences, and different thinking. So when I talk about this stuff, or in past episodes, or even future ones, I'm talking about me. It's all that I can do. I don't know you. I don't know who's listening to this right now and how to speak to you about this. So if you need to, make it your own. I've decided I can't heal If I don't know what I'm describing realistically, what does it look like for me to be healed? What things do I do? How do I think? What are the words that I say if I'm expressing 
the healed version of myself. So I've been thinking about it. What is it? What isn't it? (laughs) I'm kind of processing in the moment, so bear with me. But so far, here are three ways I'm defining my healing. One, I no longer need my past or future to be externally validated by anyone. Two, I take up space with audacity and abundance mindset. And three, I live like I have people. Okay, that's it. End of episode. Thank you. No, I'm just kidding. But if you want to end it right here, please feel free to do that. But I'll share some more thoughts on each of them. One, I no longer need my past or future to be externally validated by anyone. This is something I recently realized about myself. This subconscious need for people, not all people, but certain people, to acknowledge that I grew up different or that I had a non-typical experience or that all my choices and traits are probably shaped by those non-typical experiences. Not that subconsciously I'm asking for pity, but I think understanding or even empathy, right? After my sister and my mom and my dad died and my grandma died, I feel like I look back and it's like it never happened. Like I was a child who landed on someone's doorstep from the storks, right? With no past. Like, oh, look, here's a child. Like, let's just pretend nothing ever happened to them. My parents were good to me personally. But from the things I remember, they weren't so kind to each other often. So outside of the constant loss that was happening, I think I grew up feeling very unsettled inside. I don't do well in confrontation for a reason. I don't do well in high sensory spaces for a reason. I disassociate easily for a reason. I'm overly accommodating for a reason. Not that any of these should be an excuse for any bad or uncompromising behaviors I've had or shown to others in the past. I'm just saying I realize, I think deep down, the little kid in me, my inner child, needed people, again, certain people, to validate my experiences. Just a consideration like, hey, maybe Jennifer might need something different, or she might need some extra to be a well-rounded, functioning adult in the future. Or even why I think this started to come up for me recently, this is not good, but it's honest. I noticed in telling the stories about my experiences in Bali, I had this thought in the back of my mind. What if people think that these past few months of me being in the space of crying and really sad and just really confused and all the words that I can think of, what if they think it was me being overdramatic? Because look at her now, smiling about a trip she just was on, right? And not even just a trip, but she was literally across the globe. Like, of course she was just being dramatic about everything these past few months. Like what, Jennifer? <laughs> you can't have today's smiles because you need your yesterday tears to be validated? Girl. I don't know. I feel like that's probably turned into me 
needing other people to validate the ideas I have for my future. Jennifer, do what you want. Who cares if other people understand your why or agree with your what? This is one evidence of healing for me. No longer needing external validation from my past or future. Number two, taking up space with an audacity and abundance mindset. At some point, I changed. (laughs) I was showing someone the other day pictures of me that I found of when I was a kid. And there were a couple of videos in there too. I was spunky. Like this little goofy girl in the camera, in your face kind of person. And I feel like that's person sometimes. But when I'm really, really safe around people, or even when I'm doing the things that put me in flow, refer to the last episode. But I often leave that situation thinking, oh, I was doing too much. Or, oh, it won't happen again because this is once in a blue moon. Or that was just an accident that I was acting that way. Like, no, girl, this is you. And you have videos of you as a kid to prove it. It doesn't mean that it has to be all the time. But the little girl in that video, that is me. Someone who has the audacity to take up space in their own playful way. I'm fun. (laughs) Healing for me is getting to a place where I can take up space that is actually me. Not the stay out of the way me. And then with that, having a mindset that there's an abundance out there and I can be a part of it. That's big. That's huge. When you learn to stay out of the way, you accept or even believe leftovers is all there is. Girl, be audacious. Be in abundance. And that's part of my healing. And last, but definitely not least, live like I have people. Note, I didn't say, know that I have people. I said, live like I have people. Whenever I try to share what's on my mind about fear of abandonment or being an island or whatever people-related thing I'm talking about, the natural reaction of the other person is to remind me that I have people or that people love me. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I know where it's coming from. Such a good and loving place. But I didn't say that I didn't know that. My issue is that I don't live like I know it. It reminds me of this video of this girl who said, when I tell people I want to lose weight, they always feel the need to tell me that I'm beautiful. I didn't say I was ugly. (laughs) I said I needed to lose weight. (laughs) Right? Same. I didn't say that I didn't know that I have people or that people love me. I said I'm afraid of losing people, which keeps me at arm's length. So healing for me looks like living like those people I know I have, actually having them. (laughs) What that actually means, I feel like that might be its own episode in the future. Because no lie... I just got a little overwhelmed thinking about this part. So we'll come back to that one sometime. But yeah, that's my three. That's my definition of the perfect gift. Healing. Now, do any of these make me a perfect human? No, of course not. 
But the goal of healing isn't perfection. It's living life instead of just existing in it. If anything, I could see how one or two of these things played out in real life could actually make me less liked by people in my life. (laughs) But that's okay. I'm getting my best gift ever regardless. So yeah, that's what I wish I knew earlier. You can't get what you want if you can't define what you want. And hopefully, now you know it sooner. Well, that's it for our episode today. Thanks so much for listening in. Be sure to follow, and if you haven't already, find me on Instagram at HeidiGirlPod to say hi, send in a question, or share something you wish you knew earlier. Until next time, I hope you find many moments to breathe deep and take up space. Bye!